shit time you're being you're not looking at everything on on the positive side not today i'm not because <laughs> this is the third or fourth time we've had to clean out a kennel full of dog feces and dogs who have gotten the fecal matter all over themselves so i'm it's driving me crazy so that is my horror story for today but on the bright side, kennels are clean, dogs smell really nice, the bathtub is scrubbed and spotless. I also spent the majority of mm, the better ha- better late part of the afternoon out there picking up dog crap because all the snow's melted. And I'm like on a crap mission. I'm like and now destroy all crap. Our yard will be nicer. There's always a bright side. Always a bright side. Yes, indeedy. There is. And I guess one of the bright sides would be today we went and seen a movie before mm-hmm. the shit storm unraveled yet, ag- yet again on mm-hmm. us. Um, I'm going to screw this movie title up. I know throughout the uh, review talk, whatever we're doing on this today, because I want to say Hansel and Gretel. I'm almost ready to say, like, we are going to say Hansel and Gretel, but the movie we <laughs> saw was Gretel and Hansel. It, it is. And just bear with us because there's no way for us to fix the uh, mistakes. <laughs> it is titled Gretel and Hansel. Um, it is, I, it kind of came out of nowhere for me. I didn't know this was in production or anything um, until I think we went to see the third. The Star, War- the Star Wars. Was it Star Wars? Yeah, That's it, yeah. And mm-hmm. we seen the poster, and I was yeah. like, that looks interesting. I wonder why they flipped the name. Do we mm-hmm. know why they flipped the name? Is it for... My guess is, and I haven't looked it up, but it's in the story, um, Hansel and Gretel. Hansel is older, but in the movie, Gretel was older. So I'm assuming gotcha. Gretel and Hansel. And we're not talking about the early 2000... I think it was like 2003... Something like film that. Film that was Hansel and Gretel Witch Hunters, which was god awful. Was it bad? It was pretty bad. It's a fun little movie, but it's. I never. That's saw about it. all it is. Um, it's got what's his name? Uh, he's like an action star. Mm-hmm. He's in some of the Marvel movies. Yeah, yeah, that guy. I, <laughs> that's all I know. I, I can't remember his name now. Um, I've but, never known his name. But this film is nothing like that film. This film, to me, is a mix between uh, an artisan film mm-hmm. where there's a lot of art in it. Mm-hmm. Um, they do a, they do a really uh, good job at sound design. Um, one thing that I always find with films that kind of go the more artistic direction, which this one did, mm-hmm. is the sound design is all wonky for me. Like... Um, for instance, the the witch, the witch, um, mm-hmm. that movie was the sound design was so uh, hard to follow because the voices were very quiet, mm-hmm. yet the ambient noise was very loud. So figuring out like the dialect and the language was difficult. Yeah. And in this one, they 
they obviously trained their actors in the um, speak of the era mm-hmm. um, because you can tell that they say things different, but it's still, you can still follow it. Yeah. Um, and and the mix of the music and the mix of the uh, ambient sounds and the actor's dialogue is perfect. Mm-hmm. And I find that's very hard with a lot of artistian films. I definitely agree. And I didn't have any issues with, like, I almost didn't notice some of the ambient sounds because I was so focused on picking up clues from other fairy tales. Yeah, they do that a lot during this film. So it's basically, it starts off as a fairy tale, like being Mm -hmm. a a fairy tale being told. I don't know what fairy tale it is. It's got to be one of the Grimm Brothers fairy tales. There's so many of them, though. Because you can go to any library and rent the Grimm uh, Brothers fairy tale mm-hmm. books. And I know they have a bunch of different issues and things. I got one a long time ago from our library. And it was like, it was really cool. It was like hardbound. Oh, that um, is cool. And like every fairy tale in there had like an illustration mm-hmm. to introduce it. Yeah. And it was awesome. And... um there's just so many of them, like you say. So mm-hmm. I, I think they packed a lot of Easter eggs into this film. They did. That later on, you'll be able to, like, if you see it again or you start thinking about it, you're going to pick up on it. Like, them. some of the things that they were just saying, like, mm-hmm. you know, when they she was dreaming were from other stories. So the first one that I caught, and I'm sure there was other ones before it, but the first one I caught, they read, there was, like, almost a direct quote from the Juniper Tree, which is one of my favorite fairy tales. What was the quote? And it says, my mother, she killed me. My sister, she ate me. Um, And the original quote is, what a beautiful bird am I? Um, But they said, pretty bird, pretty bird, pretty bird. Oh. Yeah. And I, like, stopped. And I was like, what the fuck? And they did it, like, six times or something. Because I was like, am I going crazy? And then I think the one about the bones and the saw yeah, that's was from something but i don't know what story that's from just like i said there's so many you can of tell them. that one was from something because mm-hmm. it was because very of the way, prominent yeah the way the it rhymed and the way like the wording was so what do you think real quick because we haven't done this in a while um we haven't done a lot of like straight up uh new movie reviews Mm-mm. in quite a while there hasn't been a lot out in the theaters um so let's get what your uh guess is on the IMDb and Rotten Tomatoes score. IMDb 7.5. Uh, reverse those. 5.7. Yeah. Oh, okay. Rotten Tomatoes? Um, 83. It's sitting at a solid 56 right Oh, now. I'm a little bit surprised that it's not doing better. Uh, the runtime for this film's an hour and 27 minutes, which mm-hmm. also surprised me because it felt a lot longer I thought than we were that. in there for like two hours. Yeah, it felt a lot longer. It's a PG-13 film, which I usually go into those very skeptical. I mm-hmm. don't really like PG-13 horror films, but I figured, okay, this being a fairy tale, they can do it with some dark imagery but not go over the top and still maintain like horrific uh, notion and horrific value, but um, not be like totally dumb and well, geeky. And, and like, that's how the grim fairy tales are anyway. Like they're pretty gruesome, but they're never like R rated. Like like they're I, dark and spooky, but I would disagree. Some of those that I read were well, pretty bad. <laughs> some are, but I can't even remember the names of almost any of them that I read because I rented that uh that compilation years and years. I'm sure years I think ago. that was the same one I had, but mine was on a Kindle. Oh really? Yeah. 
And I hadn't even gotten through all of them because there's so many. And some of them I didn't like. And some of them, you know, a couple I was like, this one's kind of boring. Most of them I thought were really cool. Yeah. So. And um, and I definitely think that the direction of this movie, and it's got Sophia Liss. Is that, what's her last name? Um, she's the, the girl from It. Mm-hmm. She plays Beverly, Beverly. in uh, It Chapter One. I think her name, that's the only like, prominent actor that i could find uh the witch is played by two actors in the film um uh sophia uh what is lilis i think Mm -hmm. and then the witch is played by alice krieger Mm -hmm. and jessica degau because there's two versions of Mm -hmm. the witch the young and the old they were pretty similar in their structure though they did a good job yeah they were when they do the switches Mm -hmm. back and forth you kind yeah. of like, um, I almost was like, did they just do like some old age makeup on her? Like, but the voices were so different that. And then, then you have Samuel or Sammy Leakey who plays Hansel and some other credited characters. But the only other character really is Charles Babaloa who plays the hunter. I don't even know who and played he, her mom. Well, and none of those characters were on screen for more than two minutes. Yeah. Max. So our three main are the most important yeah. Well, I guess there's that little girl that's kind of wandering around yeah. throughout the film. Now, when it first opened up, I was like, "Okay, this is cool. Mm-hmm. This, it's grim. It's dark, just like the Grimm Brothers fairy tales are." Yeah. And then we have this. Uh, they're kicked out. It's it's kind of like a a precursor. Like you know, we're you know we're going to come back to the story of why they got kicked mm-hmm. out of the home and things like that. And it's like parallels um but when they reach that first cabin or whatever it is i had my i didn't have high or low hopes Mm -hmm. but this definitely like dipped down for me i was like this is stupid they're sitting in this room and they've like totally commandeered this cabin that's all the lights are on everything's like lit up and they're like and somebody used to live here well she's like it was a old lady who used to live here maybe she'll take us in well they don't bother really looking they just go in and sleep mm-hmm. and i'm like man i wouldn't be going into someone's fully lit cabin in the middle of the countryside and say you know what can't hey, see anyone but, let's, let's just pop a squat but what i liked about that is in the all those fairy tales the characters are so dense that they do that kind of shit <laughs> yeah that's true so i like i liked that like i totally see what you're saying like duh somebody obviously lives here what do you think you're doing well but then no one's there and then out of nowhere they're they're talking with each other hansel and gretel mm-hmm. and this I don't know if he's a monster. Uh, I don't know what he is. He just... Cause, it's not explained. And that's where it's hard to understand kind of where this movie's at. Because at times I feel like we're in, you know, the 17th century, 16th century, whatever. No, it would be 17th century. Um, right? I... Some of the art direction looks very 17th century stuff. There was no way to pinpoint anything because the cast was like a variety of races. Like all the... So, yeah, and that's where I'm getting at. I don't know if we're totally in a fantasy land where these gargoyle looking humanoid things are... It's got to be a fantasy world. It has to be because you have witches and whatever that thing was. But you know what 
what I'm getting at is like, are we in the regular world and then there's this odd stuff that's like very unknown to people or is well, it very just known to people? My, like one of the things that is popular about the groom stories is like monsters lay within our society and that's, you know, so maybe that's what it is. We're in the real world, but there are actual fairy tale monsters. We're in the grim universe. We're not in the regular universe. Because when this thing, basically, it it looks like one of the dudes from uh, I Am Legend mm-hmm. with Will a Smith. A little bit. Kind of looked like that. It was very, and I can't even pick out CGI versus practical effects anymore after we watched. Uh, Annabelle Comes Home. That and Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. Mm-hmm. Both of those, I was like, that's all CGI. And then I was like, oh, wait, I got to put my own foot in my mouth because mm-hmm. it, a lot of it wasn't. But this guy looks full CGI and he looked terrible. And he's like missing an eyeball. He's angry and he's chasing the kids out of that mm-hmm. wooded house, whatever. And then he gets like an, I don't know if he gets shot or an arrow through the head. It's an arrow. And that's by our hunter. He takes him in and he gives him, what was it, a rabbit? Yeah. They have a rabbit meal with him and he's giving him advice. And he's giving him solid advice. Like Mm -hmm. the whole time he's like giving them advice during this conversation with Gretel and the hunter, huntress or huntsman. Huntsman. Um, I'm like, these are like some real truth like to live Mm -hmm. by. Like he's given... And everything that he's saying lays out the rules that they don't abide by. And that's why they go through a very bad time. Mm-hmm. He's like, don't stray from the path I've Just shown like you. Just like every grim story. Don't um, don't ever take... How's that go? It's like, don't... Everything that's given, there's something taken from you yeah. as well. I thought about that. I was like, yes, that's true. Like, it's because like not job. everybody, <laughs> not everybody is just kind. Like he was explaining, I, I'm just being kind and that's what I get out of it. Because she wanted to pay him. Yeah. She's like, what can we do? And that was where it was kind of dark too, though, for a PG-13 film. Because backtracking, mm-hmm. before she gets kicked out of her house of the crazy axe-wielding mom, she goes to almost get a job as like a... A maid or something. Yeah, she was going to be a housekeeper. Or and she thought she was going for an interview for a housekeeper. And he's like, are you pure? He wants are you to know. still intact? Yeah, basically. Do you have your maidenhood? Doesn't ask straight out, but are you a virgin or not? And she basically tells her mom he didn't want a, um, a maid. He wanted a... But her mom totally knew because she said you can't be a girl forever. Yeah. And, and I was like, you bitch. And our huntress... <laughs> our, uh, huntsman. Huntsman. Why do I keep wanting to call him Huntress? I don't he know. says he the same thing. He's like, uh, you know. If you go to this place, to the foresters, they'll either teach you the ways of herbs and the earth, or, or they'll you'll become. <laughs> or they might find other uses for, for you. young women. Yeah. And I was like, wow, man, this is PG 13. That's got some very dark vibes. I guess it's all about how you say it. Mm-hmm. If you come out and say they want to fuck you because you're a young woman mm-hmm. and they they're going to use you use, as a whore, yeah, then did you know R, that back like, in those that. times the word whore meant servant? I didn't know that. Yeah, and it was uh, one of the first fairy tales. It wasn't actually Grimm Brothers fairy tale, but it was a rendition of Cinderella, a German telling, and they call her a whore, and it just means <laughs> she's a servant. 
<laughs> you read it now, you're like, what? It is really <laughs> weird when you read through it. But I didn't what like the... What do you mean the, she takes six dicks in the... <laughs> I didn't like the German telling as much as I liked the Grimm Brothers telling because it doesn't translate as um That's as interesting. Easily. But yeah, so back then they would, they didn't actually call like women that worked in a brothel whore. They called servants whores. So the ones so cleaning up the mess was like, you damn whore. That's why when Elizabeth Bathory supposedly made that quote that said to strip the whore of her skin, she wasn't calling her a whore out of like the... Like the, the sexual notion of it. Yeah, it was she more was saying a, strip the servant of her skin or her clothes hmm. or whatever the quote was. I don't remember. But that's some of my weird knowledge. You're welcome. That's interesting. Um, but our huntsman, I got it right. Sorry. <laughs> Uh, gives solid advice and they break all the rules mm -hmm. <laughs> because they're kids. I mean, Gretel, I would say, is probably in this. She's got to be uh, 14 or above. Yeah, her character is about 14. Because she does have a menstrual cycle during the film. So, mm -hmm. and her and um, Hansel is got to be six, seven. Yeah. I was sure of that. Maybe eight max. Very young, very, very young, very naive character. Um, and they're off on their journey. <laughs> this was the other crazy scene. Where I'm like, what is this, PG-13? They, they're starving. Mm -hmm. they, they didn't, like, the huntsman didn't send them with any uh, supplies. He sent them a bit of bread. Was that it? That's all he A little sent. bit of bread. <laughs> And he's like, have fun. Follow this path. You'll get to the woods, Foresters. the foresters, and you'll start cutting wood for them and doing other things. Um, and be used for your body. And good luck. Have a wonderful I, life. That's what I just, uh, the but guy's going to cut wood and the girl's going to get wood. Unfortunately. <laughs> but they, during this, uh, this was my favorite part of the film. I think I know what you're talking about. Well, there's a scene, but. The art direction oh. in the film is just beautiful during this. It really sucks you in mm -hmm. because they are finally from this prairie land into this enchanted wood mm -hmm. um, forest. And there's mist and there's all kinds of beautiful plants and flowers. And, but, also, but it's all really a, on a dark scale. and Yeah, it's very like January. Mm -hmm. Like everything's dead. Um, there are things in the woods that kind of play on your own visual um senses you're like is that a demon a witch or just a tree yeah. because you see it a lot and, the, and obviously the characters see them but they can't even make up their own minds on what these are throughout the woods especially when night falls well and that's how it would be if you were oh yeah wandering if you, if you the were woods. just wandering through the woods at that age mm -hmm. um but that was really cool because it grabbed me Finally, I was like, okay, maybe I will start to enjoy this movie because after the initial dude, zombie dude, whatever you want to call him, mm -hmm. I was like, oh, this movie's going to suck. But then I was like, wow, this is actually getting good again. Like mm -hmm. uh, the visuals are amazing. Um, the storytelling's getting like interesting again. And um, they come upon some mushrooms. <laughs> So you get this really cool visual experience, and then you get this wacky experience. And it's the typical mushroom from any Disney movie or anything. Those little red and white mushrooms. <laughs> and she starts talking to the mushrooms. And this is where you kind of – I have I started to key in that maybe she's got some sort of 
vibe going on with the earth and things that maybe she's kind of a witch herself. Because mm-hmm. she's like, I've often talked to things. I'll see if these things say they're good or not. And uh, Hansel's like, uh, what? <laughs> you fucking crazy? <laughs> He's kind of like standing back like, okay, I'll wait and... You eat it first, and then if nothing happens, then I'll eat it. Yeah. They both have mushrooms and trip balls in the woods. And it was pretty silly. <laughs> it, I found it amusing. It was. I thought it was funny as hell, but I was like, wow. Um, it's somewhere in the PG-13 where it shows like the uh, section of why it's rated. Mm-hmm. That there's got to be kids with drugs. Or something. something, yeah. I was like, you guys sure you want to go down this road? You're going to have all these... 13-year-olds now wandering the woods looking for mushrooms. But then they show how scared and sick they get at the end, too. Oh, yeah. They're throwing up. Yeah. They're seeing... Like, at first, they're all... They're having a good high. They're, like, laughing and, like, what the hell? They're like, this life ain't so bad at all. I don't even know how you explain that to uh, the Sammy's character, uh, character uh, Hansel, though. Like, so you're going to be... You're going to pretend to be high, and he's all of like seven, like they're probably what, like what do you think mean? about laughing gas because that's all he does. The whole like you could tell, but he's like rocking back and forth. I'm like, for a seven year old, he does a good job of being high. <laughs> they probably just explained to him what they wanted him to do, and he did it. <laughs> that would be my assumption. After their uh, after this trip session. I guess you could you could probably go down some fan theories with this. I'm sure they'll uh, they're gonna start appearing on the like they never actually web. came out of the out of the trip. They were just tripping balls the whole rest mm-hmm. of the movie, and that's how that's the end of the movie. They starved to death in the woods because they ate these freaking mushrooms. Because right after they eat the mushrooms, that's when they come upon uh, a gate, an iron rod gate mm-hmm. that is standing there with its frame there's no wall around it you can walk right around the damn thing but they walk like they part the gate and walk through and come upon a little old black house which we know belongs to our uh evil witch but we the viewers are like we don't know yet I mean, we all kind of, we know. We all know. We all know. But I, what I'm trying to say is if we didn't know the backstory of Hansel and Gretel, mm. we're like, what are they coming upon? Well, I think it looks pretty ominous also. <laughs> yeah. And uh, they peep through the hole. They see all the food. The This is where the basic fairy tale starts to come into play. Rather than the house being made of food, it's full of food. Yeah. And they end up taking up Shaq. With mm-hmm. our with our witch, we we never learn her name. Nope. Do we? They never I don't say think her they, name. She's credited in the film as like, um, what is the witch's name? I know they gave her a name in IMDb as Holida. H O L D. I don't remember them saying that at all, Holda? but it's possible. Holda, maybe. I don't remember a name at all. And right away. You get this like weird vibe. You're like, okay, how do you have all this food mm-hmm. and no farmland around? And she's like, I just don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. Just rest your little heads. And that's where the movie starts to really kind of uh, it. It's it was no longer even remotely scary to me. I didn't feel scared in this movie at all. 
No, I only jumped once. It was a cheap ass jump scare with a <laughs> stupid crow. Um, but it it got like dark and interesting. Yeah, it was dark and twisty, but I didn't I thought, feel like um like I wasn't scared at any point. But what pisses me off though, and what they did very well, is they did one jump scare the whole film, mm-hmm. and it's a stupid crow. The rest of the damn movie, I was on my seat because it's very like slow moving ominous things mm-hmm. where you're like they're gonna make me jump they're gonna make me jump they don't do it one more time throughout the film nope doesn't happen i don't remember one other jump scare i can't think of one yeah but the whole rest of the movie i was kind of like uh, when am i gonna be spooked again are they gonna make me jump something's gonna happen nothing nothing happens and it's all just creepy visuals mm-hmm. with very interesting lighting um there's a scene where this is like their second night in the home. They're eating like pigs, you know, they're like, <laughs> or well, I can't even do they it now. Going. Yeah, there you go. And um, they're, they got cake. They got roasted pig. They got uh, whatever the hell Plums they want. They and got pie and vegetables and desserts and cookies and bread and mm-hmm. all of the, everything oh, that a feast should have. Dude, like I'll go in there and eat with them. <laughs> No shit. But um, this is like night two, and it's like they're playing chess. And mm-hmm. um, Hollow Out of the Witch is teaching them how to play. And this is where you get like um, kind of like a female empowerment. Yeah. Because <laughs> she makes the uh, the statement of the king thinks he's in charge, but he knows to fear the queen because she can make any move she ever wants. Mm-hmm. We women know things that men don't want us to know or something like that something along something those along lines. those lines and i was like wow basically <laughs> saying the women really call the shots yeah no kidding <laughs> um and you th- then um you have a ton of like weird dream sequences yeah. throughout this because she's starting to take these herbal creations provided to her through this big like spell book mm-hmm. um and because she has problems sleeping, so the witch gives her something to sleep. She has problems with other things. and She has a cold, so the witch makes her some cold medicine. Mm-hmm. And out of all sorts of, you know, herbs, whatever. Um, and then there's a point in the movie where it, like, takes, like, a... Uh, not, like, a 180, but it's like, okay, we're finally getting to where it gets evil. Yeah. And that's where... Hansel's been sent out to do the tree cutting, you mm-hmm. know, you do the man stuff. And they're sitting in there and she's like, she starts to slowly reveal that you yourself have powers. Mm-hmm. And there's this staff that they both can control yeah. in some way or fashion. But you have to put Vaseline on your fingers before you do it. It does look like Vaseline. <laughs> it was some weird thing it's that like she made. jelly stuff. Yeah. To me, I was like, oh, so we just go get Vaseline and we can control anything in the world. Um, But she she controls the staff and then she realizes, oh, wow. I know I've always had this foresight, but someone's actually sort of kind of unlocked my true potential, showed me what I can do. And then the movie from there is just the classic, you know, we're going to eat Hansel. We're fattening him up. Mm-hmm. To eat him, and she doesn't and realize. The sister's gonna first. help, and she wants to stay there though. 
Yeah. So she finally bids her brother, get the hell out of here. Mm-hmm. You know, kicks him out. Obviously, he doesn't get far. And he's locked away in this odd basement. Like, I don't know what kind of excavator she had. <laughs> the well, house... she's magic. She made it herself. Well, I know. I get it. But I'm like, damn, man, that house is small. But the basement is like fucking... 50 feet tall. <laughs> it's a magical home. It looks small from the outside, but it's very large on the inside. And that's... Um, she dreams about going in there multiple times and mm-hmm. finding other children. Um, but we finally find ourselves in there and she uh, finds uh, her brother. Yeah. Who's sitting in a corner kind of like... Uh, obviously um, He's enchanted. Like in a, a, yeah, in a, trance, in a trance or something. And a spell was placed on him. And also, all right before that, we figure out how she's been conjuring up this food. Mm-hmm. And it's like it was gross, like it, rotten fruit, and it was all rotten meat, fruit, things like that. And for some reason, yeah. And I don't know if this was supposed to be like the remains of children, the remains of just carcasses of animals, but whatever it is, it's a bunch of it was like, nice. rotten shit. And for some reason, you get one plastic doll hand in there. It was supposed to be a child's <laughs> arm. Dude, it totally was like, what did you pull that off of? Like a uh, like baby like from Walmart? What yeah, was it? <laughs> it, it didn't look great. Uh, but it, that's was what that supposed to be a pig. real arm? Or? Yeah, duh. No way, man. It looked like a doll. I'm pretty sure it was a doll. Because there's a lot of dolls. It was slimy and rotting. No, it wasn't. You could yeah. totally see like the articulation points like in where they're were like put together i, I didn't swear. see that at all i was like man they just pulled out big baby from toy story 3's arm whatever and- it was it was weird and gross <laughs> it wasn't gross at all to me it's like and it why is she putting a doll's arm any in of the toys that you saw throughout the film no it looked like a 2000s animatronic baby that you'd buy was, at walmart i think it was a shittily done cgi or, or shitty prop well, for it, a yeah. nasty arm. <laughs> That's it. That's all it was, babe. Big baby's arm. Mm-hmm. And it all becomes the food. She like uses her magic and it becomes food. So now you know you're eating rotting carcasses and mm-hmm. plastic. But damn, it tastes good. It wasn't plastic. <laughs> it was a plastic arm. I'm not arguing plastic. about this. It was too. We're just going to have to agree to disagree. But then... Th- this was my one problem with the film. So it gets, it's very slow paced, mm-hmm. but it's still enjoyable. Yeah. And then you get to the climax where she's down there and she's like, no, just leave my brother out of this. I'll, you can keep me and teach me and we'll do thy bidding. Mm-hmm. They have a story flashback that gets kind of confusing. Yeah, that made some plot holes for me. I'm sure they can all be solved by a real. Big time, um, Grim Brothers fairy tale. Yeah, I'm. Geek. I I, I like me, I to confused. think that I'm a Grim fairy tale geek, but I'm not. No. I just enjoy the ones that I know. <laughs> and it, at this point, I was like, "What's going on?" Like, or that's where I'm saying they're like parallel but set but different. Yeah, too. and it did get a little bit confusing, but it wasn't so confusing that it ruined the movie either. No, you just are like either you get it or you don't, and I'm in the audience that didn't get it yet, so mm-hmm. I'll have to look up things online. But then you have this showdown, which is the weakest showdown ever. You know, I expected some more creepy like 
she's got to help Hansel escape, and we're going to be looking for the witch, and it's going to be suspenseful. And all it was was... It ended very abruptly. Yeah, she just puts the stuff... She gets the stuff from Hansel that enchants him from his forehead. The Vaseline. She rubs it on her hands, controls the staff that the witch put down, and literally stakes her neck into the side of a wall right above the fire. She catches fire. The flames turn blue, which was kind of cool. I liked the way color. Yeah. This movie uses a lot of really uh, dark blues, reds. Oranges. Yeah. Yeah. I liked the color scheme that it had selected. (laughs) But that happens, and then it was over. It was like, boom. Pretty much, yeah. And she was like, Hansel wakes up, and she's like, get out of here. For being such a long movie, a whole lot didn't really happen. Well, it's not a long movie, though, but it seems long. It did. I guess it did It's an hour and 27 minutes. It is less than 90 minutes. This movie is less, and this is where I cannot wrap my brain around this. This This is like Friday the 13th, man, (laughs) or Halloween 1. This is like one of those slasher films where it's just a solid 78 to 90 minutes of just pure blah, slashing and killing. But this movie doesn't feel like that. This movie feels like it was the Lord of the Rings. It did. I seriously felt like we were in there for like two and a half hours. They just enchanted our ass. They put a spell on us. <laughs> They're like, take these magic mushrooms before you see the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, man. I still did really like the movie, though. And I thought it was, I think it's another one, kind of like Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, where if you have kids that you want them to see some horror movies, this is another good one to watch. have them watch if you're not ready for them to see lots of boobies and stuff. What do you mean, lots of boobies? Like some of the really good horror movies Name have lots of boobies. a recent horror movie that's rated R that has a lot of boobies. I'm not talking about recent ones. I'm talking about old ones. No. Oh. Because that's like a, that doesn't happen anymore in any horror. No, it's an kind of 80s. And, like, it, like you can't show them Chopping Mall, but you can show them Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. <laughs> I think Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark was scarier than this. I do agree. But I think this was better. Yeah, I, I also agree. Better. But I'm just saying, like, it's another good one that, like, if you want your kids to watch something creepy but not be, like, over-the-top, like, vulgar or something, this is a good one for them to see. Yeah, but that being said, depending on the age that you're taking these children to see, you're going to have to explain some really weird scenes. One, the menstrual scene. Two, the scene of her explaining that she doesn't want to sleep with old men, basically. I don't know if kids would even bring that up. They probably wouldn't they even catch wouldn't. on. It's like I, was... I would as a kid. I'd be like, what does that mean, mommy? And then my parents would have been like, you're not old enough. Okay. Okay. Like how Beetlejuice is not a movie for children. But we all saw it as children. What do you mean Beetlejuice isn't a movie for children? It makes sex jokes nonstop, Marcus. Do I have to go rewatch this Yeah, thing? they even have a little strip club. Wow. Do we own this? Yeah. We're upstairs? Yeah. I'm going to go watch it then after this episode. <laughs> I didn't know it was an adult film. I was, I picture Beetlejuice and maybe it's just because there was a cartoon alongside it as being a kid. Well, and thing. every kid watched it and loved it because it's colorful and it's fun. But are the fun grim and... fairy tales are really written for kids? Yes. Or are they 
written for adults? Um, or are they written for adults to tell their children to creep the adults out as well? I think they're written for both. Um, I if I remember, I actually heard something about it. I can't remember. I'd have to go back and find. Like I, I read, I watched a video online a long a while back. Well, but basically, they were written to warn children like if you don't listen to your parents a wolf is gonna eat you like they were warnings like <laughs> and then it's and then got disney a got a hold of them for the fucking parents as well as they're reading it if you don't listen to your boss a wolf is gonna eat you or if you're an asshole to your kids a witch is gonna get like everybody <laughs> in the grim fairy tales like the bad person always pays always like you like what do you mean the bad person always pays? Or I guess not always, but a lot of, like in the juniper I say, tree. I think it's more often that the, like a 50-50, it's yeah. always just a life lesson. It is. They are. Like in the juniper tree, she kills her son. Yeah, she kills, or her stepson. She kills her stepson. And then he turns into a bird and kills her. And then he gets to turn back into a person after he's killed her. That's one of my favorite grim stories. Is the juniper tree. It's all cannibalism and shit. When I think of Hansel and Gretel, though, before... Because I had read the uh, fairy tale from the Grimm mm-hmm. uh, brothers once. This film I had seen. I had seen the shitty action horror that comedy. That doesn't even have to count. And... But what I really remember was like a Disney version. And it was the house was made of candy. And it was cartoonish. And they escape by pushing her in the fire. And they lock her in the oven. Because that might be how the bold. other one ends, and I didn't get to the ending of Hansel and Gretel this morning. I only got halfway through it because it's actually kind of long. It, yeah, it's not short. Mm-mm. I mean, it's not a novel. But... No, but it's longer than I think some of the other ones are. Oh, yeah, definitely. So, like, I only got halfway through, and then we had to kind of hurry up and get ready so we could make it to the movie, so... Because we wanted to see the 1045 show in matinee, save all that Early money. bird. Whatever you call it. Matinees are in the afternoon, I think. Oh, is it? Mm-hmm. Whatever. The super saver. That's what I'm going to call it. <laughs> six dollar tickets. Six forty five. Oh, is that what they are? Yeah, I don't know. I just saw six. Six dollars and forty five cents. And we were the only ones in the damn theater. And that was super nice. I was nice. cracking a joke when we walked in there that I spent 25 bucks to reserve the whole theater. <laughs> yeah, no, no kidding. That was... That was um, Something that doesn't happen very often. I've never been in a, a completely empty theater. That was cool. Like, I, we I, could laugh really loud. Yeah, and, and talk and just be like, fuck it. <laughs> it felt like we were watching a movie on our couch. Like, it didn't feel... It was cool. I liked that. I've had it happen a couple other times. i seen Halloween Resurrection mm-hmm. um, in a theater alone. Well, I was with my mom. But, yeah, they, we were the only two in there. And no duh, because that movie sucks fucking nuts. I was just going to say, obviously. <laughs> yeah, no one's going to go see that at 10.45. <laughs> no one's going to see that at 11.45. That's a terrible movie. I didn't even make it all the way through. It's so bad. <laughs> it is terrible. I fell asleep and I was like, mm, this isn't a movie that I need to rewatch. This is fine. Do you have anything else to say about... Uh, Gretel and Hansel. Um, <laughs> for whatever the other Easter eggs are, please tell me because there's no way that I will capture, cap, figure them all out on my own. So um, when other people figure them out, please tell me. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to definitely get online and read some of the real geeks. And not in a disparaging way. Geeks, like, you guys are cool that really can break down these movies. I want to like see what literature what I nerds. Missed. Yeah. I always wanted to be a literature nerd. Because I'm sure it's out there. 
I'm positive. I thought it was really good. I'm, I love classic fairy tales. Um, and I felt like I was in one the whole time. Like Mm -hmm. they really captured the feeling of classic fairy tales. Um, I thought like just the mystique of them all. I did. It didn't feel scary to me, but it felt ominous and it felt like magical. Like you felt like you were in a magical dark world. Like I'm sure it's going to like, if you don't want to go to the movie theaters and see it, I assure you it's probably going to be like out mm-hmm. for release very soon. Cause I don't see it doing good in the box office. Especially cause it released this weekend, Super Bowl. Weekend. Yeah. Like it's opening weekend was this weekend with mm-hmm. the Super Bowl. Um, it's a PG-13 creepy horror films, whatever you want to call them, can go one way or the other. But this I liked one wasn't, it. it w- I did. I did too. But it got like zero money for um, advertising. Yeah, because I, I only saw the one poster. And I've still not seen a trailer. Yeah, I never saw a trailer. In fact, I forgot that it was coming out until last night. And you were like, hey, we should go see Gretel and Hansel. Yeah. And I was like, fuck yeah. And that's that's Screw kinda, the Super that, Bowl. You know what? I kind of like that though. I like that we didn't get over an overabundance of advertising, which sucks because it's probably not going to do as well as they're hoping. But, but on the other hand, it's nice because we didn't get any spoilers. There was no spoilers. <laughs> there was no nothing, and it didn't set it up for. Because sometimes you see trailers and you're like, oh, this movie's going to be bomb. Kind of like The Invisible Man. Like, I think that one probably gave it's away too away much. It's everything. And like, then you in go the trailer, see it, I was like, like, shit, all I needed to watch is the damn trailer. The rest of the movie sucked <laughs> I even ass. thought during that trailer, I was like, well, I don't need to see this movie. I know how it ends. Like, they just showed me the whole movie just really quick. <laughs> <laughs> but it was an interesting take. It's a mix between... Um, very artistic filmmaking. Mm-hmm. But very general as well. Yeah. Like I didn't feel like I was on one side or the other. So it was enjoyable. Yeah, I liked it. It was good. So go see Haint. Go see Gretel and Hansel. Hansel. That's what's the worst part of the whole movie is that they switched that. And I I think I understand why they did it. But it's still not easy to say because for the last 500 years, we've all been saying Hansel and Gretel. Or however long. Agreed. That's just a ballpark. The VP of marketing is going to be like, now why in the hell did we decide to name it this? Because everybody's going to just call it Hansel and Gretel. I'm, I'm pretty sure it was the strategic move in flipping the ages of the characters. Yeah, I think you're right. I totally agree with you. Well, go out, see it. Let us know what you think of it. Also, get over to our Patreon and give us a little monetary contribution mm-hmm. of just a dollar. One dollar. That's, that's all you got to give. That's $12 a year. And you'll get access to bonus episodes. That's we did one on Elizabeth Bathory. We did one on... Um, who else have we done lately? Um, we've done... Lori Hacking was our very first one. Um, uh, we have done Mac and Me. Um, <laughs> Mac and Me. An amazing movie. It's one of our best episodes, I think, yet. <laughs> um, obviously, Marcus just mentioned um, the Elizabeth Bathory. We've, but we've got a lot of really cool ones on there. Yeah, there. In our Patreon alone, there's got to be at I least think Cannibal Holocaust 30 is on there. episodes, right? I'd mm-hmm. say about 30, yeah. 20 to 30. And then you get access to polls and things like that. But you can also, wherever you're listening to this, just know you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, CastBox, and of course, SoundCloud. Heck to the yeah.
and let us know in the comments below what's your favorite Grimm Brothers fairy tale. And hopefully you don't get caught in one of those late at night in some creepy fairy tale land. Who do you want to win the Super Bowl? I don't know. The Chiefs, because they're the only <laughs> team that I know that's in it, I guess. It's the Chiefs and the 49ers. Oh, and okay. obviously, me and Lacey could give a rat's ass about the Super Bowl. So you all have a fun Super Bowl weekend, but you're going to hear this on Tuesday. My prediction is the Chiefs are going to win. That was supposed to be like a sports noise. <laughs> a sports noise? <laughs> We will be back later with more (laughs) things. Sorry. (laughs) Everyone have a great night and goodbye.